What's up, everybody? My name is Will. Welcome back to Thoughts That Count. Play my music, man. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to be expanding upon last week's episode where we talked about luck and we're going to talk about how to acquire wealth without relying on blind luck and using, you know, those other forms of luck that we use. So if you haven't, if you haven't watched that episode yet, click here. So if you haven't watched that episode, that episode is available on my YouTube. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can click up in this corner, this corner, I don't know which one it is, um, and get that episode. It'd also be in the, uh, at the end of this episode. So you are going to want to watch that one first. But um, you'll notice that I said seek wealth and I didn't say how to get rich and I didn't say um, how to get lots of money. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying how to be wealthy. Wealth is having assets that earn while you sleep. Money is how we transfer time and wealth. Money is how we transfer those things. And status is your place then on the social hierarchy. Now we know that the now we know that corporations have a capacity to engage in unethical wealth creation, but today we're going to be talking about ethical wealth creation. Now, if you're the type of person that despises wealth, despises the wealthy, um, you probably will have a hard time with these strategies because because if you actually do despise wealth, wealth itself will elude you. So this episode is going to be key for anybody who you know has a side hustle, has a business, is involved in sales, or has any job that. Rec- that calls for wealth creation, which I think is right about what everybody wants, right? Everybody wants to be wealthy and be financially free. This is going to be the key. You will get rich or you will become wealthy by giving society what it wants or needs, but does not yet know how to get and do that at scale. So let's break down this first part of figuring out what society needs. Now, this is arguably the hardest part, you know, because what does society need, right? And then furthermore, you have to figure out how that fits into your skill set because, you know, society may need a cure to a certain disease, but if you're not any bit involved in science, that's probably going to be kind of difficult. You're also going to have to figure out how it feeds into your skill set. Luckily for you, we live in a day and age where um, your target population is much easier to reach and a lot easier to reach than probably ever before. Now, of course, there's the obstacle of your competition is also probably also stiffer than ever before. So this can be a double-edged sword. However, you can use social media apps to tailor your skill set to find people that align with what you're trying to provide and also with what your skill set is. And while you are a unique individual, there's very likely somebody out there who thinks similarly to you or agrees with some of your viewpoints. And if they do not, that is an opportunity for them to learn from you, right? So with this podcast, for example... Uh, I'm providing a point of view that not a lot of people have even thought about before or have been introduced to. Um, I go out, I do research, and I gather information, and I present it to you guys in a way that's digestible. So even if you don't necessarily agree with everything that I say, you can probably find something to learn from this podcast. And that, in a sense, is your foot in the door. And if you are the type of person that thinks, you know what, oh, what do I have to offer? I have nothing to offer people. Like, everybody already knows everything that I know or you know, I don't have any unique skills, I would have, I would encourage you to second guess that because there is a niche for everybody. And I believe that. I mean, I was just on YouTube the other day and I saw that there was a guy who had a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube and all he did was cut grass. Like that was his thing. He cut grass. He's a lawnmower. 
and like I guess people were satisfied with his job like they liked watching him cut grass which do I agree with it or do I think that's interesting to watch not particularly but hey he got enough traction to make a full-time job or a full-time side hustle out of that lawn mowing and keep in mind this is not to discredit anything that he does hey he's grinding he's hustling more you know kudos to him this this should be a motivation to you guys out there that you know, you do have something to provide to people. You do have specific knowledge, which is another key that we're going to talk about here in a second, um, to offer people. And that's actually going to lead us perfectly into our next point, because in order to teach and provide value to somebody else, you do have to have specific knowledge. And specific knowledge is not necessarily difficult to obtain. It usually is something that you specifically have already developed because of your experiences and your passions and what you like to do. Here are some examples of specific knowledge. And this is this is not a full list. This is these are just a couple ideas of some things that you can have specific knowledge in. Fitness. Uh, if you are a particularly fit person, you know a lot about nutrition and dieting and um, what exercises are to gain specific muscle groups. There's a big niche out there for that. It's pretty com- competitive, personally, but personally speaking, but. Um, you can also you can still grow in that niche um sales a lot of people are not willing to put in the work to learn how to be a good salesperson and some people are naturally good at sales that's a place that's a gap in the market where you can fill that gap and provide knowledge for people on sales um music talents especially um especially unique instruments like uh, instruments that people haven't haven't heard of before or you don't see a lot of people playing it maybe like the harp for example Carl on TikTok is going crazy on the harp. That was very popular. An, ex- an obsessive personality. I really like this one because this one I think is one that fits me personally pretty well. Is Usually when I am into something, I dive headfirst into it. Uh, a genuine love for learning. We've talked about that on this channel. Um, a genuine love for learning because you can consolidate information and redistribute it to um, people in a more user-friendly way. Um, even gossip can be specific knowledge. So, uh, let's be honest. People love drama. People love gossiping. People love drama. And even if you say you don't, you might still enjoy it in other people's lives, which is kind of, eh, you know, I'll just leave that one be. Um, but that, that I think is why, you know, shows like the Kardashians are so, uh, um, popular. It's, it's a, they're just dramatic. Like love Island is popular. It's just dramatic as, as all get out. Um, anything athletics, uh, I have, I have this guy on YouTube that I like to watch called John boy media and, uh, he shout out John boy. Um, he basically just breaks down baseball plays and baseball scenarios, um, in like a fun, lighthearted comedic way. It's pretty enjoyable to watch and it's extremely popular. Um, but you can, you know, anything, any specific knowledge that you hold in athletics is can be very popular whether it be coaching whether it be as a past player whether it be telling stories of your time playing whether it be how to be a college athlete whether it be a training whether it be co- um whether it be like even just showing off your athletic talents there's so many so many ways you can go with that comedy in athletics man i'm just pumping out ideas for you guys right now <laughs> um, and then you know speaking of comedy comedy is a huge one if you're naturally funny that's something that's a little bit harder to teach. It's hard to learn, but if you can present yourself in a funny way and even start to break down some of the ways that you look at jokes or the way that you write jokes or anything about your, um, your routine, or if you're just enjoyable to watch as a funny person, stand up comedian, you can do skits, you can do so many other things. 
Um, these are all examples of specific knowledge where you can provide a service or a product that can make you money. Now, the other part of um, you know this wealth accumulation is the at scale part, right? So this is usually where people get caught up. And the at scale part requires um, what I call leverage. So leverage usually comes in three forms. It usually comes in the form of money or capital. It usually comes in the form of people or it comes in the form of NCRPs, which stands for no cost of replication products. And I'll explain that more in a second. So and break this down a little bit more capital money if you have money then you can afford to uh, distribute your product you have you can fill inventory you can pay for advertising yada 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 this is a form of leverage if you have more money more leverage you can push your business forward faster and more efficiently the second form of leverage which is um, the oldest form and the most highly fought over is people if you can get people to work for you or work with you then that can um, that multi or that divides the amount of work that you yourself have to do to push that business forward and make it successful. You don't want to partner with people who are cynics or pessimists because um, their doubts will essentially be self fulfilling. You'll find that they will, you know, I don't know if you like to believe in like karma or energy or all that kind of stuff, but you'll find that that negativity that they bring to your business will be self fulfilling and that will make it really, really hard to work with them. Not only that, but those type of pessimistic people are going to limit your opportunities and they're not going to have it. They're not going to be an enjoyable working partner to be with because they're negative, but don't be mistaken. You don't need a massive team of people to have a successful business. And I could probably make another episode on type of people that you want to work with, but it's also important to choose the, the right people for that job. NCRPs or no cost of replication products. Uh, it's a current term that I'm coining. These are things like media, podcasts, uh, YouTube videos, TikToks, stuff that doesn't cost you any money to replicate them. Uh, so I can post this video and it can be on a million screens across the United States or across the world. And that doesn't cost me any extra money to put it on a million screens or put it on five screens. You know, of course, there's some luck involved in that, right? The luck we talked about last episode. You can use capital to, of course, advance this by force. However, the unfortunate part about the first two um, ways of leverage I talked about, capital and people, is those require permission. You either have to get money from other people by you know, working a job, selling a product, yada, yada, or you have to get people's permission to work for you because people are not going to, you know, you can't force people to work for you. Whereas, you know, if I, if I put something, you know, if I put a YouTube video out there, um, I don't need permission to post that. I don't need permission to um, create a video. I don't need permission to even writing code is another form of NCRP where, you know, once you write that code, you can distribute it to a lot of people um, at no extra cost to yourself because you've already done you've the front loaded work. Now, the growing prevalence of social media online has actually multiplied the um, effectiveness and the spread of NCRPs because you have people who are able to go viral easier. But the thing that should not intimidate you about that is there's a lot of people going viral who don't have a, a plan or a strategy in place to continue to grow that business. They're, they're just making funny videos or they're just, you know, posting videos that they like and they're going viral, but um, they don't have a plan in place once they do go viral. But that's, you know, that's a different story as well. And now once you have 
you know, your specific knowledge, whatever it is that you're good at, whatever it is that you specialize in. And you combine that with some sort of leverage, whether it be money um, or capital, uh, people and uh, NCRPs, you tie that all together with our fourth version of luck. I know we're we're combining a lot of topics here. Um, You combine that with our fourth version of luck, and that is accountability and reputation. And you essentially then have a an unstoppable business model because you have the thing that makes you 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 have your specific knowledge you're passionate about it you have good people around you you have you have ways to replicate and get that word out about your product and you have a brand that is dependable and trusted and the best at what they do and the thing is as you grow and you continue to multiply uh, your profits you get capital which then can be reinvested in the business, uh, further pushing yourself forward. Now, I'm obviously simplifying this. There are definitely problems that can arise along the way, but having those kind of frameworks in place will make your go a lot easier and it'll make it a more enjoyable process. And it'll also make sure that those, those downtimes, those ruts, those challenges are not something that destroy you and instead probably are something that going, is going to strengthen you for the future. But remember, and this is a very, very important part of this episode, you have to present your specific knowledge in a way that is unique to you, in a way that is very much yourself. Because if society can replicate your product, it will, and it will replace you. Because you will find somebody who sees what you do and sees the things that you create They add their own little spin on it. They take that step of making it unique to them. And then they become the number one source for whatever, right? And unfortunately, that's the harsh reality of the competitive system that we live in is that if you don't make it uniquely yourself, if you don't put yourself into it and you don't make it in a way that is not replicable, then you can and will be replaced. And when you make it uniquely yourself, it'll feel like play to you. It won't feel like work you've heard. You know, if you find your passion, you won't work another day in your life. It'll feel like play to you, but it'll be like work to other people. And not only that, usually when um, specific knowledge is is realized, it's through things like uh, apprenticeships or experiences or work experiences. Um, it's not through something like school um, because once again, if society can train somebody else to do exactly what you do, then why, what, what makes you better qualified than them to do it? And it is always something that can't be outsourced or automated. It can't, it's not something that can be like shortcutted essentially. And the last part that we're going to talk about is going to be work smarter, not harder. Now you've heard this cliche before, obviously, you know how much we love our cliche quotes, but hard work is not all it takes to be successful. It doesn't always mean that you just have to grind your way to the top because you can go to, you know, any job, you know, as an employee and work 80 hours a week. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be immediately wealthy. And even if you do become, you know, extremely wealthy working 80 hours a week, it's not something that can be sustained for a long period of time. You're going to burn out eventually working, working that much and not having enough time for yourself to enjoy your life. It's more important to understand how to work and then work hard at that. Now, don't get it twisted when I'm talking about Uh, working hard or not smarter. That doesn't mean that hard work is not a good thing. And it doesn't mean that you can't work hard because if you're going to be successful, regardless, you're going to have to work hard. You can't skimp on hard work, but it's important to make sure that you're 
you have a plan in place and you're working intelligently because like we've said before on the podcast, it does not make sense to climb a ladder if it's not in the right building. But that is going to take us to the weekly takeaway. This week's weekly takeaway is this bit of information. The internet has broadened the amount of jobs and careers that are out there these days and traditional ways of life are not necessarily the only way to be successful and it's not necessarily the only right way to live. If you take these lessons discussed and apply them to your specific life with your unique specific knowledge, your unique skill set, and you apply them with leverage at scale, then you have the tools to be incredibly successful. But that is going to do it for this episode. I thank you for tuning in all the way through. I appreciate you. I hope you found something that you can add to your life or to the life of somebody around you. Please share this episode so someone else can listen and enjoy as well. You know we're building here. A community. We'll go with the classic. A community. <laughs> so subscribe, follow, do all that great stuff. I thank you. I appreciate you. This has been Mobile Thoughts That Count. I'll see you next time. Here is last week's episode on the four types of luck. Super intriguing. I'm very proud of this episode. Uh, I would love it if you would go watch it. You probably should watch this one because, you know, I made a couple references to in this episode, you know. So check this episode out. It's from last week. Um, I very much enjoy it. See you next week. Love you. That's a wrap.